Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. How was that, hey? Nice and simple, nice and easy. Welcome to the show. So we're into 2023 now. Of course, if you're listening to this in the future, whoa, 2023, eh? What a year. Remember that? Remember when, yeah, and then there was that, yeah, the year of Pantera, they called it. Yeah, maybe. Anywho, welcome. I host this podcast. I also do stand-up comedy. I also um, sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I host the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast, and also a podcast called The Reducer, which is all about football with two of my comedy writing friends. So, hey, how are you? How you been? How's the year working out for you so far? Me, I gotta say, looking a lot like 2022, gotta be honest. <laughs> It's not that different, is it? For fuck's sake. But, you know, we all got through it. We're here and, you know, it's winter, isn't it? Well, it is where I am, which means just bollocks, basically. Anywho, anywho. Also, guess what? This genius cracked a rib. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. Helping a friend move house. Anyway, long story short, cracked a rib. Uh, We got a UK tour starting in February. With, on the bill, a band called Temper Shot, who, as you know, Luke is on the show today. So yeah, we got uh, we got dates in um, February and um, March. We're out the UK, and then April we're back in the UK. So do you know what? I am actually going to do the thing. I am going to do the advert. So we're at Boom in Leeds on the tenth of February. The Clooney in Newcastle on the 11th. Um, then we are at uh, Hammerfest in Birmingham on the 12th. Uh, on the 17th, we are in Northampton. On the 18th, the Underworld in London. On 19th, we are the Forum in Tunbridge Wells. And in Northampton, if you want to know where we're playing, so do I. I can't remember. Um, but it is the, the Prince something. I am really am just... A fucking idiot, aren't I? And uh, and the dates in April, only three of them. Uh, April the 14th, Manchester Rebellion. April the 15th, Fuel in Cardiff. And April the 16th, none other than the Victoria in Swindon. How fucking rock and roll is that? All of those shows will be featuring um, Hellgrid, Inquire Within, and the aforementioned temper shot so whilst i'm doing all the adverts may as well do the come on sign up at patreon there's a new tier which is just like just regular patron three dollars that's all it costs you get the podcast early and all sorts of other little bits and pieces and you'll also get the opportunity to ask guests questions should you want to so howard h uh, sorry patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith or click the support the podcast Patreon link in the description. That's enough of all of that bollocks, really, isn't it? Let's get stuck in to who has been moaning and saying stupid stuff already this year. System of a Downs, John Dolmian. Serge Tankian hasn't really wanted to be in the band for a long time. Yes, as regular listeners will know, it is our regular dip into non-band, non-band system of a down. Drummer John Dolmian basically has once again opened up, I mean, yeah, as he frequently does, the contents of this article is no different to anything else. But basically, 
it's saying, yeah, he, Serge doesn't really want to do it. Really, we should have cracked on without, you know, without him back in the day, but we didn't. And so, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any resolution to this whatsoever. I mean, you know, he's moaning at the moment they've got one gig, bo- one gig booked for next year. And Serge doesn't want to tour anymore. And I'm just thinking, guys, if you really want to actually put some music out, I think you're going to have to get a new singer and and stop going on about it in the press. I mean, there's your headline. Serge hasn't really wanted to be in the band for a long time. Well, we'll, may, we'll let him leave then. Or even, you know, whisper it quietly, kick the fucker out. We, crack on. Do something, because at the moment you ain't a fucking band. You're just a memory. Um, next up, Marty Friedman blasts Rolling Stone for placing Bob Dylan over Elvis Presley on the 200 Greatest Singers list. Now, this 200 Greatest Singers list, which I have to say I was incredibly offended that I wasn't on. <laughs> um, I mean, Marty, who cares? It, it, it's, it's, it's Bob Dylan, yep, and Elvis Presley. Well, people can put them on a list wherever they want. And who the fuck cares what Marty Friedman thinks? In fact, who the fucking cares? Who the fuck cares what I think about whether Marty Friedman fucking cares? It's a non-story, isn't it? I shouldn't have even fucking mentioned it. I'm sorry. Move on. Next up, I do like this. Tim Ripper Owens. The more metal, a more metal name you will struggle to find. And, um... The lead usual blabbermouth um, clickbait headline is Tim Ripper Owens talks his vocal performance. I don't think I sound like anybody else. Really? Um, I wonder if that anybody is supposed to say, uh, or, or like, I do think I sound like everybody else. I mean, come on, Tim. I don't think I sound like anybody else. You were plucked from a Judas Priest cover band and put into Judas Priest to replace Rob Halford. So I'm going to go out on a fucking limb, right, and say that maybe when you say, and it's not like anybody else, that they've left off apart from Rob Halford, who I spent most of my career ripping off. I Maybe that's missing. Maybe that's missing from the interval. Who knows? Anyway, next up, fucking hell. This waste of skin and bones. Billy Idol to be honoured with first Hollywood Walk of Fame star of 2023. I mean... Is anybody else hearing that and thinking, fucking hell, let's scrape in the barrel a bit for the old, uh, the old uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame stars, aren't they? I mean, you know, once upon a time, the preserve of amazing, humongous rock stars like Elvis, and then very much the preserve of world-famous, you know, actors. And now, Billy Idol. I mean, talk about Idol fucking lazy he has not done anything for years has he not that i'm complaining because to be honest not much of a fan really not i think it all stems back to back in the 80s an interview that myself and my best friend store saw which we still reference today i even sent him a link to this article and he was like oh that tosser <laughs> it's just 
and he was, it was he was being and he was just sat on a Harley and he was going like, yeah, well it's rock and roll, isn't it? And you know they, he had some uh, girl on the back of his bike and he's like, yeah, it's rock and roll, isn't it? Got me Harley, chick on her back, fucking rock and roll, isn't it? And it was just it, I, I just remember thinking, oh Christ, you're a knob. Um, but then, then I read things like this: he has sold. 40 million albums while scoring numerous platinum albums worldwide, nine top 40 singles in the US and 10 in the UK. And I'm just thinking, really? Fucking hell. What was wrong with us in the 80s? Jesus. But then, of course, then the song sucked. Dancing With Myself, White Wedding, Rebel Yell, Moany Moany, um, Eyes Without a Face, Flesh for Fantasy, and Cradle of Love, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, shit, I know all those songs as well. Maybe, again, you know, I, I shouldn't have mentioned um, Marty Friedman's opinions, but you know what? I should have mentioned Billy. I started out absolutely hammering. Basically, what I'm saying is, yeah, it kind of deserves it, doesn't he, really? And who the fuck am I to be sat here going, hmm, me with me, me with me, um, <laughs> four thrash metal albums out there, that, you know, hardly anybody's ever heard <laughs> compared to old Billy. Yeah, I mean, clearly, he's earned his place. But you know what? Still don't like him, and his music sucks. But apart from that, well done, Billy. Next up, me old mate Dan Lilka. He explains Nuclear Assault's retirement from playing live shows. And it's exactly that. A lot of people were like, oh, God, oh, they're, they're over. No, retired from playing live shows. Um... We still might get some new recordings, but totally understand it, you know. Um, as Dan says, and he, it's 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 really interesting, but he basically says, look, it's hard to explain because some of this stuff um, that we don't really discuss outside the band, but it's it's hard now um, for John Connolly, our front man. He's a high school teacher, so it's really hard for him to get away. Obviously, he can get school vacations in the summer, but he's also got a family. Just because it's summer and he doesn't have uh, have to teach doesn't mean he's going to run away for a month and not be able to get, uh, go on a normal uh, vacation and shit with his family. So it's just more complicated like that. He's been doing that for a while now, so obviously he has a teacher schedule and he, um, he cannot take time off from that. They're very strict uh, vacation thing, New York education system, etc. So also, you know, it, it, Dan kind of said, look, I think we pretty much said we just uh, we just did the last show. The thing is, if I keep saying, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that, in dribs and drabs like that, we really have to fucking draw the line. But we pretty much said we have to just say, that's going to be it. And if it changes in the future, it does. But that's it, you know. Um, and he's basically kind of, you know, he describes, you know, flying and being, you know, stuck in an airport and it's just... Yeah, it's just, I just don't enjoy touring like I used to. Flying isn't what it used to be. You get fucked around at airports all the time and I don't really have the patience if my flight's delayed or if my base didn't make it for some reason. That shit's getting old. And do you know what? Pfft, yeah, absolutely get it. Totally get it. Fair play, Dan. It was a pleasure touring with you in, your hey, in the heyday. It really was. So, um, Brian May knighted in the UK... Um, uh, New Year's Honours list. That's right, Sir Brian May. And I just wanted to say, totally deserved. What a ledge. 
what a hero for all sorts of reasons, not just his work in the music business, but I mean, clearly that's enough to warrant all sorts of um, of prizes. But yeah, what a ledge, what an absolute ledge. Um, I just like the headline of this one. It just made me laugh. Testament's Chuck Billy explains how he got involved in home flipping. <laughs> now, for some reason, it sounds like, and, I, and Chuck's a big guy, it sounds like, like Chuck Billy has got this hobby where he goes round just flipping people's houses over. Do you know what I mean? Where they, they, I, I don't know if he does it when they're in or he waits till they go out and just sneaks up, grabs hold of the corner of the house, just flips it over, you know, hides in a bush, wait for them, waits for them to come back to, to see their house has been flipped and go, fucking hell, what's going on here? I mean, it just obviously, obviously it doesn't mean flipping. Yes, I fucking know that, right? Obviously it means flipping houses for cash, you know, turning them around quickly. But I just thought Testament's Chuck Billy explains how he got involved in home flipping just sounded like the best hobby ever. I fucking really fancy that, just going around flipping houses over, you know, people not... You better have your house tied down, otherwise Chuck Billy's going to be round the corner and he's going to be flipping it over, yeah? Put it this way, you don't want to be in a tent and be anywhere near <laughs> Chuck Billy. He's going to be flipping you over. Um, and finally, probably the most disturbing story of the lot. And the thing is, right, this is, this is, this is a, a, the headline and... It's not even it's not even clickbait. It's just it's just statement of fact. Alien ant farm frontman charged with battery after pulling male fans' hand into his genitals. Let's just let that sink in for a minute, shall we? Right? Alien arm alien alien arm alien ant farm frontman charged with battery after pulling male fan's hand into his genitals. According to the Daily Mail, um, Alien Ant Farm frontman Dryden Mitchell has been charged with battery after pulling a male fan's hand into his crotch during a concert. The incident occurred. You can out, you can watch it on YouTube if you fucking want to. And no, I'm not putting a link in there to that shit. You want to go and look at you want you want to go and track that shit down. That's on you. I am not helping. I'm not putting li- not putting links in the fucking description. No, I'm not. Right. While M- Alien Ant Farm were playing uh, their cover of Michael Jackson's "Smooth Criminal," I well, I presumably they just played that 13 times. They haven't got any other songs, have they? Oh, yeah. And I do, I do like the, I do like the idea they were playing Smooth Criminal, and um, yes, Dryden decided to get out his own Smooth Criminal. Anyway, um, uh, Mitchell inexplicably clenched a fan's outreached hand and placed it on his groin. At which point, the fan quickly yanked poor choice of words, his hand from the lead singer's grasp. See video below. No, you're all right, thanks. The fan reportedly filed a report at the Fort Lauderdale Police Department two weeks later. Now, I'm sorry, US listeners, but this is classic behaviour, isn't it? This is classic. He's told that story to a few friends. They've all gone, oh, yeah, it's a bit weird. And then one of them has gone, hey, you want to complain to the police? You know, there's, there's money to be had here. Get to court. Get some compensation. Um... 
I mean, yeah, it's not a nice thing to do, and it's not something I'd ever do. On December 30th, the um, Broward State Attorney's Office filed a first-degree misdemeanor charge against Mitchell, who is facing up to one year in jail if convicted. Yeah, he ain't doing a year in jail, is he? The police wrote... Um, the fan said he had his fist in the air and was trying to get a picture with Mitchell. Um, he advised that Mitchell grabbed his fist while it was in the air and pulled the fist into his private genital area against his pants. He stated he immediately pulled his hand away at that point. The fan told police that he decided to report the crime well after the fact because it was not sitting well with him. It did not feel this was proper behaviour to do it in front of all these concert goers. Also stated there were kids in the crowd as well, the police wrote. And he advised he wanted to report the incident. Um, right, OK. Reached by phone, the fan told the Daily Mail <coughs> um, he had no idea what prompted Mitchell to do this. Well, he wouldn't, would he? Presumably you need to fucking ring Mitchell to get why Mitchell did it. There's no point in ringing some fucking nobody who had his just had his hand mashed into his fucking groin. Gee, classic um, Daily Mail. <coughs> um, so anyway, the best bit is, this isn't the first time a member of Alien Ant Farm has been accused of assaulting a fan. In 2016, guitarist Terry Corso assaulted a fan at a show in the United Kingdom after the fan threw liquid at him. The musician assumed it was urine. Well, why fucking wouldn't you? Yeah? Anyone throws liquid at me, I'm instantly going to go, well, that's going to be piss. I mean, what kind of what kind of fucking mental state does this guy have? Eh? What kind of self-esteem issues has Terry Corso got that when someone throws liquid in his direction, he just assumes it's piss? <laughs> Fucking hell. Or, he, I mean, does he think this is some sort of UK custom? Yeah. Oh, look, there's somebody I really like. I must throw piss at them. Fucking hell. The musician assumed it was urine. Because he'd been... Oh, all right, fair enough, as usual. I've gone off it too early. He'd been doused with urine at a show just two days earlier. Yeah, that's still not working for me, really. He, he felt angry at that, so he confronted the fan and ended up hitting him once. Caruso's attorney said at the time he regrets his actions and said he never should have jumped off the stage. Well, there you go. Sounds like he learned his lesson in the end, didn't it? Oh, dear me. Now, anyway, it is time for the interview with my good mate, Luke Alexander, singer with Tempershot. Now, Luke and I have been in touch for years, and and you're going to hear all about it in the interview, etc. But what I am going to say is, when you hear this, make sure you get your fucking ass to band camp, right? Find Tempershot. Now, I am going to put a link to Tempershot's band camp um, in the um, description. So you can just click on that if needs be, okay? That will take you straight to Certified Dangerous, the album, which is coming out on January the 27th. You can pre-order the CD, which has a, a an extra track, the only place you can get the extra track. So I am going to put a link in there. The album's called Certified Dangerous. We had a right old chat about it. It's The video is on YouTube if you want to go and see us having a chat. And if you just want to have a listen, then... Here it comes now. Hooray, finally got you on Talking Bollocks, Luke. Finally. Yes. Yeah, pleasure to be here, mate. It's been um it's it's been it's been a weird little journey. 
because um, for, for once I decided to do the bare minimum of research um, <laughs> for such an important and esteemed guest. And um, what I what I did was I went back to try and find, I, I say that like it's some sort of mystery, it was quite easy, but I, I went back and found the very first message you sent me under the Temper Shot account. Oh, um, what? And, oh, was that from Instagram? Yeah, yeah. And that was October the 4th, 2020. So um, just lockdown. Well, near lockdown. Yeah. This was your intro. Hi, mate. Hope you're well. Okay. So many years ago, I messaged Acid Rain on Facebook um, asking um, for advice on starting a thrash band. You actually replied and gave me a great honest opinion on the first track we did. You also gave me a few tips on on song structure. Fast forward to now, and after finally realizing the world doesn't need another thrash band sounding the same as all the rest, I finally got to a begin got to the beginnings of a um, uh, of a band going. So uh, vocals were something uh, we have a very uh, uh, vocals were something we wanted to really change, and we have a, a unique thrash um, approach to help stand out a bit from other bands. Now we have that in place. We're we're, we're realizing that the vocal style can be te- technically allow us uh, to do riffs, ideas that could usually wouldn't work with a normal singer. Good point. So far, the few songs we have are pretty much standard thrash as we were, as we were seeing if the vocals work, but now we hope it will lead to our own sound. Would love to hear your opinion. Many thanks. So there you go. <laughs> that that was that was you two years ago. See, see what I did there, Charlotte did there. I had to drop in that I'd messaged you before. And uh, then I hoping I, that would draw you in. Yeah, no, I, I, look, absolutely right thing to do. Absolutely right <laughs> thing to do. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I, if we did that in reverse and you read out um, my first message to you, I would, I'd probably be, uh, I'd probably be embarrassed that I was my usual cocky self. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's, it's funny actually, because I, I was reading that the other, I was reading that the other day on when I, because you had, that was when we were just in our previous band, we, we had just sort of got something together. Yeah. And as you are, you, you've recorded a cut. Um, no, we've just recorded one song. And it's quite cocky. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this, this sounds this sounds quite good, blah, blah, blah. And then that was just when you guys would come back on the scene and you had just dropped um, the video for, um, was it The Man? The New Low? The name of the song. It'd be... Uh, no, it wasn't what? The New Low. It was before oh, right. It was before then. It was when you first sort of came back with the new lineup. And I think oh, right. you so did it's a couple Planet of the early songs. That's the one. Yeah, it was that. And yeah. it's, of course, so you were about everywhere. And I, I twigged on that. I kind of got this little... Because I was, oh, that's that's the guys with the pink album, which I <laughs> I knew from I had I've got a memory of from along quite a while back. So I thought, oh, I'll give them a message and uh, and yeah. see. I mean, I didn't really think you would buy at the time. I just, but of course, you did. And um, yeah, you were rather honest about the track. <laughs> Ra- um, rather honest about the track. I think I think it went something like, um, what is it? Um, it's a good effort. The vocals are beyond cheese. The riffs repeat themselves a little bit too much, and the drums kind of made it unlistenable for me because they were a programmed stock thing that was just failing. No. But apart from that, yeah. But um, you did say a couple of points which I remember taking on board, which was um, arrangements are key. And you did, you were, you did kind of hint that you you kind of got to come with something a little bit more to make yourself stand out. Um, which is kind of what I took away from that whole thing. But um, yeah, 
Well, well, I, look, yeah. I, I hope it was half decent advice at the time. Um, and I apologize if it wasn't. Um, but, you know, we've got we, we you've got to where you are now. Um, and by the time everybody um, hears this, um, the album will be out. When is the album out? It is the 27th of January. Which okay, is... so by the time everybody hears this, you it might not already be out, or it might be out. <laughs> I, you know, it depends when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be, yeah around that around that time. Cool, cool. Um, and um, strange question: Are you proud of it? Do you know what I was thinking about this the other day? Because I'm I'm kind of one of those people who's a bit not not so much a perfectionist, but I am proud. I'm proud of um, it from the, the aspect of we actually did it and the ideas that I kind of had and, and the vocal thing, whether it would work or not, you know, yeah, it, it's sort of shown us like, oh, you know, there's stuff here we could, there's stuff here that really works so we can, we can take this and now, but I mean, proud of it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, I I I'm proud of it in to a certain aspect. Yeah, but I, of course I know now. Yeah. I'm at that point where I, you, I'm. I've listened. I listened back to the other day, which is always can be a, a difficult thing because already you're starting to see things and thinking, oh, I wouldn't have said that, or if only we had just done this or that yeah. delivery could have been better. And and but you just kind of have to think, well, no, but that's where we were. But do you know that's, what, mate? That do you know what, it. mate? That's that's never going to change. You know that you, you've got you've got people who've got twenty albums out that listen back to stuff on a on the most re- and they'll be like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, should have. Yeah, it, it, it it's always going to happen. You know, I, I it's think it's never I, done. I, I, is it? it's yeah, never exactly. Done. It's that famous quote, not mine, but that famous quote of no art is ever finished; it's just abandoned. You know, and and that's you know that's true. There's things. It, there's always going to be things mm. you change. Um, but yeah, but the reason I ask it as well is that you should be proud. You know, um, you've you know when we first started talking, it, it you know Temper Shot was just just this like you know it was virtually a song, you know. Well, that was, that was it. it. That, it was, that it was, was the yeah, first it, demo. It people thing from that you... other bands and yeah, all, yeah. You, know, you were a collective basically, mm. yeah. and and it was it was it was it was like minded people getting together and going like poking the bear. You know, can can this work? Can we actually? Mm you know, make something out of this. And I think, I, I, you know, I think you have. Um, and you've, you know, you've played shows. You've, mm. you know, you've done one of the most important things any band can do, put out decent merch. Um, so, uh, you know, you have, you have, you have come a long way. Um, and, but, but I also know how, I know how you feel, which is kind of like, oh, we've come a long way, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm proud in, in to the respect that we actually got it done. That this silly idea. I mean, I look back when I first pitched it to some of the other guys because none of them had ever knew I did vocals. I'd always kept that sort of, you know, that was behind me. That was something I did uh, years ago. I'd so what were you doing? Playing guitar. So what were you doing? Well, basically, when I moved, I moved to Ramsgate in the early 2000s. My parents moved down there, down there with them. And that was still the, when there was a lot of pubs about. Still, virtually there in every street, there was a little pub, and it was a different scene down there. And they were all into their sort of underground music. And every night, sort of, well, virtually every night, mainly the Thursdays, your Fridays, Saturdays, they would have. There's always a DJ on sort of, you know, your record decks, and they'd be just playing constant songs. 
And uh, I got friends with a guy who was doing it. And one night he said, oh, do you want to be my hype man? Or so just, yeah, have a drink and just announce some songs and talk like this. And then so I started doing that. And then that just kind of grew. And you kind of ended up saying a few more bits. Oh, there's nothing going on here. So you just start making up little rhymes. Yeah. And then other people started doing it. And then, so then there was a kind of a bit of a, a competition-y sort of thing because there'd be yeah. rivals. And then you started thinking, oh, he's, he's every week he's got new lyrics. So I'm going to have to start writing stuff. And, and that's what it was. But it did give me the experience of sort of um, um, being, being out um, in that sort of, a sort of spur of the moment scene because you never, because each song was be different, different tempos. You were kind of having to adapt on the spot and that kind of, it helped a lot doing what I do now because it's, it's allowed me to be also be quite, I, I also, also, I suppose, yeah, I'd say I felt quite confident being on a microphone. Even yeah. in the previous band playing guitar, I was always that guy sitting there thinking, Oh, I'd love to be with a microphone and, up on the front of the stage so it was always right. there yeah but it was like i i sat there and i thought what was all that for why, why did i do it why did that happen i became quite good at it you see and i was doing it a lot during that period of time i thought what was that for was it just you know if i was good at that yeah. why don't i try and bring that but then you just think i was just at the time it's like metal is that gonna work with metal how's people gonna sort of take that i know you get rap in metal but it's a mm. stigma word you say need to write if, if we say to someone, oh, we're a rap metal band, it will put so many people off because they straight away think of a certain type of sound. But it's not. We're quite a lot different to what you would think is a rap metal Ur- band. If you know what urban I mean. metal, mate. Urban metal. That's a way to put it, I suppose. That's 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 how that you know that's that's how I would if I was working for a record company and I was selling you guys into every corner of the world to other labels that are part of the company and all the rest yeah. of it, I'd be saying, you know, prom, you know, UK's most prominent urban metal band. Um, and um, a, that gets away with that gets around the rap metal thing, which is yeah. let's face it's still got a stigma, mm. um, but hints at, Ooh, that, that, mm, that sounds interesting. I might, uh, I have to yeah, have, have to listen, <laughs> but but anyway, look anyway. I, sorry, I'm hijacking, hijacking your story <laughs> there. Um, but I, I like the fact. I really like the fact that you that you were you were kind of looking back on your own experience and going, "What was that for?" That's a very, it's a very kind of um, unique and uh, again, this will sound cheesy, but it's it's an artist, it's an artiste, it's a, it's it's it's. It's those moments of contemplation that you, that inverted commas mm. artists have that those moments, those moments of self introspection where yeah. you go, you know, like I, I'm good at something. There's a reason I'm good at it. How do I exactly, take yeah. what I'm good at and apply it in a way that is within the realm of what I do and my experiences. And for yeah, some it, people, let's go out and, that. you know, start painting, you know, and for, and, but you've got this and, and you went, right. Okay. So from that point, like going, actually, could, could it work with, so, so, you know, yeah. how, how does it go from there? That was very, I think, so it was, that was there in the back of the mind. So it always used to um, come up and, um, I used to think about it um, at rehearsal sometimes I'd always be tempted 
Um, so you playing guitar at this point? Yeah, I'm still playing guitar. So you're in and a I'm you're always, in a band, you're playing, yeah, guitar, playing guitar and rap rehearsals, but you're actually thinking I could be at the front <laughs> rapping <laughs> over this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that that's the weird thing. And yeah, it's got a case. It's just it was just always that little buzzing thing in the back yeah. of my head. And and Absolutely. and I know it's this might sound a little egotistical, but when we was in the band um, and we had our first singer in that band, it used to bug me when he 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 was. Um, I used to sit there and say, he was trying to, he had wrote some lyrics, he's trying to get his head around some lines and how to say it and this and that. And it would always seem really plain and obvious to me. I'd be like, look, you just got to sing it like this or do this and do that. I could always see that. But, yeah, um, but, but yeah so we was, um, we, we, we was doing all right in the other band. We played a lot of shows. We're lucky to do a European tour, which gave us experience being on a, a day day it, this was one of those ones was like eight days in a row yeah. and you had to go hop around the uk then france and germany and or netherlands and germany was day. so that quickly sobered everyone up because we we didn't handle it very well because by the time you're at the amsterdam day you know you you're young you we had a good gig and so like, what do we do now we go out and 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 you know four o'clock get back in the morning six o'clock you've got to do a stupidly long drive to germany and and that night's gig wasn't as good, but um, it we all learned from that, and I think that's when we kind of split a little bit because we kind of had to take a step back. There's a couple of people in the band at the time who's now nah, this might not be for me now. Um, that's what that's what touring does to you. Yeah, it, it, so it, then it course, sorts yeah. sorts everybody out, sorts out levels of uh, endurance, yeah, exactly. but sorts out levels of ambition as well. Yeah. And for some people, it is literally just like, oh, I thought this was going to be how I thought it was going to be in my head all these years. Turns out reality and what I thought was going to happen are two different things. Now, do you know what? I'll I'll leave it. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's learning the balance of, of knowing when to stop enjoying it and make sure you get some sleep and make sure you, you know, you can't burn the candle at both ends. The, the, the simple fact is, the simple fact is that if you really want to you can say the minute you get to a venue right that's like when you go to work mm. yeah so yeah. when you go to work is the first thing you do try and fund for try and find somewhere that you can get away from everybody else and that has got a fridge full of beer probably not <laughs> <laughs> no exactly yeah do you, do you know what i mean it is it is it is it's it's kind of weird i know exactly what you mean because as a kid you go on tour and you go holiday with gigs. What could be better? Yeah, exactly. And then, but you only need to do it once to realize it's. I'm going. Aw I'm going away to work for a week, mm. ten days, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely deadly, especially our, our, especially the German day because they had the the headline bands. I think Glamour of the Kill. Their name was. They were. They, we were completely different style band to them. We were playing sort of thrash, and they were all sort of yeah. new metal sort of stuff. But um, we came down in love, brilliant, brilliant venue in Germany. I think it was, um, I think it was Bochum actually, the Matrix oh. or something. It was called. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and all these Bochum, tunnels. Bochum is legendary. The the and anybody into uh, into thrash remembers the first time they saw Anthrax live in Bochum, Germany, and just went like, oh, yeah. "Fucking hell!" You know. So yeah, get it absolutely. And, it, and yeah, and they had laid on, you know, that you come down into the eating room and there was two fridges, just they were just stocked with beers and they were just like, oh, so, 
Yeah. And that, that's just deadly because you turn up and you're excited anyway. It's oh yeah, we're living the life now. We're, you know, yeah. we're on the road, but beers, we're about to play a gig. And, but you just, we just didn't know anything about pacing herself, anything, you know, anything about that. And we were, you know, everyone, the, the, the final gigs did suffer. You could see we were, there was, the energy wasn't there anymore. The singer was feeling <laughs> that time. Literally. <laughs> literally yeah. the energy wasn't there anymore yeah. but the thing the thing is as well is that especially in europe it's like you run into that you run into that and you're like mm. wow you know we're being treated like gods here this is mm. this is awesome and apologies to everybody who's heard this story before i'm just telling it very quickly as i've told it on the podcast before but first time we went to, first time we went to europe um we got shown into a dressing room and we were like whoa they fucked up here this isn't our dressing room, but anyway, doesn't matter. We ate as much food as we could. We got all of the beer, smuggled it onto the bus and put it into our fridge. Um, and uh, yeah, and then management came around and went, oh, you've eaten all your food and drunk all your beer. That's 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 a shame because, um, like, you know, we've only got a bit more beer left. And we were like, what do you mean ours? And we'd we'd basically ransacked our own dressing room. Robbed your own room. our own beer. <laughs> Right. That's but, but but again, that but that is that is that mentality of being yeah. in the UK and getting a four pack of Coke for the entire band. And yeah. then you go into and then next day you're playing Belgium and they've they've got a whole fucking buffet and two fridges for you. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's not for us. Let, let, you know, let's just fucking rob it <laughs> and while we get the chance. <laughs> rob your own bus. That's brilliant. Yeah. But um, I know, I know, I, I know exactly, um, know exactly what you mean. So, so that, so that band, you get back and it's, it's a bit, sort yeah, of, it's, it's looking a bit dog-eared. So yeah, this, this is where it gets interesting because we were sort of, um, I'm, I'm, we were thinking about where do we go from here. Um, we're at that point where I'm, I'm looking around. I, I was, uh, I was browsing YouTube. I'm doing some painting jobs in my house, um, paint stuff out. Put me, put me play. Oh, new wave of fresh playlist. I'm going to put one of them three, four hours. Think I'll put that on. See what bands are out. Cut the hours gone by, and I'm thinking, of course, it's a bloody long album. I look at the thing, and it's been like 40, 40 something odd tracks. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, that's no disrespect to the bands. It's all, it's all good stuff. But I'm just, it, it just hit home house. There's so many bands, and it's so similar that in the background yeah. thing, I just thought it was, it was like an album. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah. wow, and that's when it, the, the cog starts and you think, God, we've really got to at least try and change some aspects and, and, and how we're going to be heard. And that's when I had that little idea. I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to download a couple of instrumentals, Holy Wars instrumental, Master of Puppets, a few things like that. And I'm going to just pretend I'm at that pub, you know, the DJ's playing them and I'm going to try some stuff. With it. So I started doing that and and it just kind of it just felt right. It was a similar BPM. It's quite I was quite happy yeah. on you know all those sorts of tempos and and I was thought actually this this can sound pretty good. Well, I thought that anyway. So I go and try and explain to the guys. I'm like, I've got this idea. We do let's just form rebrand, new name. Um, someone had left and they they weren't coming back. But we had the three of the original guys. You know, the drummer. Um, the um, uh, singer who was singing the last band, not the one that I wasn't keyed on, but yeah. a, a new one we got in James. <laughs> he switched to bass, and uh, yeah. Dio, our guitarist, he he wasn't happy with being a lead guitarist. So, but he said, "Oh, you know, I'll join if I can be rhythm." 
And I said, well, yeah. that's fine, because I used to play rhythm, but I'm going to yeah. sing now. So we needed a lead guitarist, but obviously that came later. But at that point, of course, they're all sitting there. They just couldn't understand what I was going on about. Well, I'm trying to explain. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there saying, I'm going to sort of do some fast rapping stuff. Flash. And I'm like, what, you? I was like, yeah, I, 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 I used, well, I haven't done it for 10 years or, well, apart from the little tests I was doing, but properly. So, but I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. But you couldn't, I couldn't, they couldn't picture it. So I knew I, I was going to. I know, dude, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know exactly how you feel. I've, you know, I've said to the band, Let, let's do this. And it's like, are you, are you sure? And I'm like, well, if I'm the one saying that I'm prepared to give it a go, that I'm prepared to do this, or then, then yeah, I just need you to back me so we can yeah, exactly. do it. And also, but also I think there's that like your bandmates are A, worried it's going to be embarrassing for them not you <laughs> yeah. for them yeah, yeah yeah all they're seeing it from their point of view and they're worried it's going to be embarrassing they can't look you in the eye and it's a terrible idea and mm. but as you always say it doesn't matter who it is singer bass player whatever if somebody's got a vision in the band for something then your job whoever you are if you're the singer what your job is to help that person realize that vision if you are lucky enough to be in a band with somebody who has a vision we've all been in bands where you know fucking hell they write great songs but like you know none of them can open an envelope it's just it, do you know what i mean it's like you know yeah. you, you, would, you wouldn't you wouldn't trust them to flush a toilet it's it, it, it and so if somebody says look i've got this idea where you just go yeah all right look at maiden perfect example the tours yeah. they do like, you know, you'll see Steve Harris interview and he'll go, well, this is very much a Bruce tour. This, he came up with the concept, blah, blah, blah. And then another tour down the line, it'll be, oh, you know, this is Steve's, this was Steve's idea. Yeah. Let, if someone's got a fucking idea, yeah, facilitate yeah, yeah. it and try and help them realise it. And it's, you know, at some point you might end up, you might end up with something. So I think mm. it's, it, so I know exactly where you're coming from. And it's cool that every, you know, that everybody kind of went, uh, all right then. <laughs> Well, yeah, as I say, I, I think they were, yeah, the, the, everyone was very on the fence. So I, I knew I knew I couldn't really explain it as to try and get their, really get their head around it. So I thought, I've yeah. got to record something. So I put together a little demo of a song with a guy I was recording the vocals with. He did the bass for me. He did to program some drums and that, just so I could yeah. like get together. I think we called it, it was called Sicker Than Your Average or something. It was a little thing. We put it out and I said, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Um, and it was, yeah, I think James, James basis, he was, he was kind of like, actually, yeah, I don't mind it, actually, it works. I'm, I'm sort of down for that. Again, Dio, again, he, he was like, well, if I can play rhythm guitar, I'm there. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Cause he, he likes yeah. rap. He liked rap anyway. Yeah. So he, okay. he, so it, he was like, oh, this, this is cool. And, and then, but Isaac drummer, he was a bit, he was on the fence. He was the sort of the sort of staunch thrash guy. He was like, well, you know, like, not really for me. Like I respect what you're doing, but yeah. Uh, so, but I I know because I know him being he was he's quite well. I think Machine Head's probably his favourite band. So I thought, well, there are some rap in like yeah. parts in Machine Head stuff. So like if I uh, if I could a few more tracks might just be able to sway him. Yeah. And then and eventually he would come round. I think he was gunning for Gatekeepers. He said, oh yeah, there's something about that track. I just wanted to play drums on it and. And it, yeah. and then it went from there. Now, now he loves it. Well, I say he loves it, but <laughs> I assume he loves it. But yeah. 
but no and and that's pretty much how it came about and it was the four of us and um and then we just needed the lead guy but and and then obviously we had known simon from so we played with the hell grind that band that he's in um a few times and i know him and paul are their bassists and i messaged him and just said oh why send you a track and this was first strike do you think you could do a few leads see how you get on see, see what you think he's like yeah yeah he's up for that he, that was in the morning afternoon he sent me back first strike pretty much how you hear those leads there and we were all like wow okay this is this is he can play yeah brilliant and then it was just like so then we just yeah we had to get him on board and he he was down for it and he he's just been yeah he's been brilliant just obviously we as you do in that situation you you, you know we had never had a lead guitarist who could really play like that before yeah. so to us it was like wow we need to let this guy loose which probably i think on the album he's, he's quite prominent we probably overdid it a bit in some sense maybe but, <laughs> but um, um there's a, there's a lot of uh guitarists who are going to listen to the album and um and re- and really love it <laughs> yeah <there's, laughs> yeah um, but, um, yeah and that, that that was pretty much it and obviously that's when when that first strike demo got set up that was when i was like that was the first that was the first time i thought oh this you know this is kind of sounding yeah it was very is very traditionally thrashed but and i wasn't particularly happy with the vocals but it was a kind at the time but it was a good it was a, a better description than the other song of like oh this is yeah. where we want to go so that's yeah. when i sent it to you i thought oh. and that was purely because i'd seen as well i'd recently watched an acid rain thing you were doing and um, one of those um uh chat with h things that you were doing on the oh, in lockdown. page yeah yeah and um i'm pretty sure there there was there was one point you were you you mentioned a few a few rap rapping things i don't know if you were talking about i think you might have mentioned the streets actually an old uk thing that used to do stuff stuff like that and i was thinking oh maybe he will get <laughs> what i'm trying to do here so that, that yeah that was kind of why i ah, sent it there right. to see. excellent excellent i mean um and well let's let's go down that route because i think um i think there is a certain amount of that kind of um how can i say um the streets kind of vibe about what you do but obviously in a metal environment he's also mm. he's also a bit more of a, a bit more of a storyteller you know he's a, he's a he's a real kind of like you know he, he, yeah mick skinner is more sort of inspired by yeah, he's very jury than he is by yeah, yeah you know th- than the great rappers like chuck d or someone like that i mean it's um, not it, it's even not as much about the rhyming with him it's just yes. more about like you say the getting the, the, these sentences and words out and like it like yeah. it's a story but yeah yeah, although yeah, although exactly. although some of his rhyming couplets and some of the way some of the wordplay, I absolutely fucking love. Yeah, I really do. One good. of my favorite, one of the favorite lines is when somebody somebody goes to pick up his gear and he's like, "That ain't a bag, it's a shipment." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that is that that is one awesome line. But um, uh, yeah, I, well, funnily enough. I, we're just going to go off on a streets tangent for a second. The very first song I heard of the streets was, which is called "Let's Push Things Forward." It's a single, oh, right. yeah. yeah. And who's on it? Kano is on it because Kano got his big break through Mick Skinner. And in that song, 
it's kind of barely rap. It's got a little bit of a beat. It's got trumpet and the, and the, and the chorus, the, the lyrics to the chorus are, you complain that everything sounds the same, then you go buy them. And, and and it's just like you know and and the and the and the message is let's push things forward and I was like mm. man that is that is fucking singing my song, um and that's do you know what I mean it was it, it was it's almost like it's always stayed in my head because it was literally like an advert to me I saw that song I was like well I've got to get this guy's album because he's basically saying you know talking about what I've been preaching all my life which is yeah push it push it. You know, push the envelope. Yeah, break through the barriers. I mean, change things. Do something. Offer something different. Yes. It, yeah. You. 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 Ha- I mean, you have to. I mean, I've got. As I said, people. I've kind of, especially with thrash, it's one of those genres now where, um, there's. I, I'm friends with a lot of thrash bands, and I, I like what they do, and I appreciate what they do, but I don't tend to. I just don't tend to listen to it in a way as much as I used to because I just know what it's gonna be and it's just like I, I struggle sometimes. I mean it's like the other the other the recent uh talking talking bollocks when you did with old heads and you were talking about how people people will come up and they say to you, you're gonna love this, you're gonna love this, this. Yes. But not necessarily yes, I might just because I like that sort of thing doesn't mean I'm gonna love this particular sort of thing. Yeah. And 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 that's how it, it it seems to be a lot of with a lot of the the thrash and that at the moment for me. I'm just I have certain bits I like, but for me, it can never really. I'm never gonna get that same feeling from it in some ways that when I first got into it with that first those first bands. Absolutely, and absolutely. It's I mean, just not there. You there yeah. could be a band with a masterpiece thrash album, right? They could put out a masterpiece now, like whatever. But it's still not going to hit home in the same way because it's still already been done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That it's still. Yeah. So you've lost that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, music is a drug and you need to, you know, to to get to get that hit that you've got the first time. You you need to, you know, you need to up the dosage Um, and you can't do it with music because like, you know, more doesn't equal better. <laughs> it, it, exactly. So yeah, it, it, you you never, and that's you know, look, that's why in comment threads, oh, Metallica dead since the first four albums, and blah blah, or first three albums, or for some people, dead since No Life Till Leather. Yeah. Depending on how much of a fucking gatekeeper you want to be, or a metal yeah. elitist, but that's why people talk like that. It's because. I got into Metallica on, you know, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning. Master mm. Puppets and Justice for All. Oh, it's just starting to change a bit, and I'm not sure about the production. Yep. Black album. Oh, big time, big time rock and roll band. Not interested anymore. First four albums, they're dead. Other people, and Justice for All. Too much. That's yeah. it. And it, and it and it's like yeah, but they and and you're now in your fifties, you know, saying oh, it's all fucking rubbish since Unjustice for All. And it's like, no, you're fucking rubbish since Unjustice for All. It's, that's, that's the thing. It's, you know? yeah. yeah. That's it. You, it's like, you're older. That's So are they. It's never it's never going to be the same. And it, it, it's kind of, a, that's, I always used to think that was one of the problems with Thrash is that it never evolved and it didn't seem to evolve and move yeah. at the times when it should have done. And that's why a lot of it, a lot of bands just, you know, it came to, I know it's had a bit of a, a bit of a resurgence again, but it 
again, still everyone's you know all the new wave and this and that. It's just the new wave trying to be the eighties again. And 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 I mean, I I I really I've got nothing obviously against the era. That was a brilliant era. It's you know so much good music was coming out in that era. But I have to sort of like I said to the guys in the band, it's like we've got to think. It's 2022. It's 2023 next year. Why can't we make this a new era that people will be talking about in the future, rather than stop looking back at the 80s, going, "Oh, let's bring back that time. Let's bring back." I don't want yeah. to bring back that time because that time's had its time. Yeah. Those bands had their time, and and, and you know, this oh, which ones are still going? That's great. They're still doing their thing, but we've got to look at trying to bring in a few new elements and trying to, you know trying to push things in in a new direction and, and that's all we can do really. i mean there's plenty of bands if you're a metal fan and you know you want to listen to classic thrash there's plenty of new bands out there still doing it we don't yeah. need another one that was my whole yeah. idea of temperature we don't need another one doing exactly that totally agree totally yeah. agree and uh you know it's uh ultimately um it, you know great times but when the flash when the thrash scene died you know it did die uh, you know, it, or, or went into a, a coma, as I always say. It's, um, you know, it 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 wasn't killed by um, uh, grunge or death metal or or rap or anything that people claim it was killed by. Um, you know, it turned the gun on itself. Uh, it turned the gun on itself, and and simply because it just stopped evolving, stopped creating, um, and the minute that it, it just stagnated and. You know, you either move forward or you die, evolve or die. If you don't, yeah, you know, exactly if you stand that. still, you're going backwards. And we got to us, we got to a, a a point where, and you know, I hate to do this, but for me, that kind of like the moment where it went, this is all starting to sound like a box ticking exercise, was unfortunately practice what you preach by testament. Now I know again for some people that's their favourite Testament album, and that mm. yeah, one. But for somebody who was right there at the very beginning and coming through, I heard that album and I was like, right, the production sounds like a box ticking exercise. We've got we've got the box ticking um, ballad on there. We've got the song about oh the planet, yeah, because everybody was doing one, uh, including yeah. us, absolutely. Um, so yeah, all of a sudden I was just like, mm, right, okay. This this is this is this is starting to look like a blueprint. This is starting to look like yeah. And from there, it was like, and then you know, Anthrax bring an album out, and Joe Belladonna's not on it anymore. And it's like, oh my god, what's happening? What's happening? Everything's going wrong. Uh, you know? Big um, changes. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. But that's you know that that that's that's what happened. We thrash got lazy in in my humble opinion. Bands got lazy, and you know. You see by how many thrash bands started massively reducing their output because they were getting day jobs tells you mm. that, yes, the thrash did go away for a very long time. Um, it's back now and it and it's great. But all of mm. the all of the big thrash bands are all still the bands who are the big thrash bands. Yeah. Back when, still, back when we all started. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and also you've mentioned them already. You know, and a big shout out to Machine Head. I don't think Machine Head get enough credit. No. In, I, I think they were the the first band to go. Oh, it's okay to be a thrash band again. You know, um, oh, Burma Eyes was fantastic. Oh. but 
You don't like the blackening, do you? You're not as keen on the blackening. I am. I'm. I'm not a fan of the blackening at all. At See, all. that was my first yeah. first machine I'd have my head. Ah, well, so there you go. There you there go. You I go. mean, that, yeah. so yeah, that, it's your baby. It's your baby. There's nothing I can say about that album. You're, you're like, yeah, you're 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 deep in. That's you know, that's what it is. But they were they were never a band that I like was I'm a huge huge fan of. I had a cut. I had the first album. I had the Blackening, and uh, I had another one. Uh, might have been the one before the Blackening. Can't remember the name now, but they are a band now. I've started to look at a bit. Um, yeah. I just recently was going through the the. the the Bloodstone Diamond, is it? Album, Great album. Great album. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And it, it, it's yeah. purely by chance because a song came up on a playlist. Oh, what's this? Uh, um, what's this? What's this one? What, what machine it this one? And then, of course, then I find out and, oh, I'm going to listen to this album now. And then, yeah, I've been enjoying it. So, obviously, I appreciate now because obviously now it's weird for me now just getting trying to fit into the idea of being a vocalist and you just have to suddenly start realizing things, especially with the lyric process. When I'm sitting there thinking, I've got in a way be careful what I say because even though it might not be the the views of the other people in the band, a lot of people will take what you say as the views of the whole band and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And you've oh, just oh, got absolutely. to think, well, I've got to be a bit careful. So yeah, yeah. No, and I, all I, the challenges. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was saying all the challenges that that come with that. that I suddenly have to think about. Because I'm so used to being a guitarist, and and you know, like oh, I've got to, I've got to start now thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do on stage and and how to and how to interact with people and settle into that and what to say during the breaks and pauses and and all this and that and just just try and try and think of that. I suppose think back a bit on what, because obviously back back in the day when I was doing it in pubs and everything, they would get quite busy. There'd be a lot of people there. And it always felt very at ease there. So I know I I can do it, and I've been in that situation. It's just I think it's because because I know it's a metal crowd, and I, I, you're still kind of a little bit on the edge because yeah, we're still not sure how the full yeah. people have been. Don't get me wrong, people have been good, and we've had a lot of good comments of people saying, "Oh, you know, it's nice to hear something fresh," and you you know, I don't mind the vocal because it's doing something different. Obviously, some people don't want to hear it; they want their screams and yeah, absolutely, but. Yeah. You know, I, as I say to people, I said, well, if we did that, we'd be like everyone else. We've got to try and build this right. new direction and, and go where we want to go. So. Yeah, I guess that's that's the thing as well, is that, it, you know, yes, we're, and then we'd just be like everybody else. But also, it's like you have this sort of um, unique aspect to the band um it'd be it'd be crazy not you know not to push that and also like yeah. you know there's 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 plenty of reasons to to like a band and to not like a band and and you have no control over what people will like and what people won't like so exactly. you know, the minute the I minute mean, you realize that and you embrace that just crack on i mean i, I because i spent 20 years well and i still am but because i've spent over 20 years in comedy where literally you learn step one is if you think it's funny, then do it. There, there is no market research. There is no people you can ask and get a definitive. That's funny that it, you have to just get on with it and yeah, put it out there and then, and then react to it. And it's, and it's the same with all art. 
you just have to go, I'm fucking doing this. And if I do this as, to the best of my ability, and this is half decent, then I know there's at least some more people out there who are like me that will like it as well. And, and that's it. And you can, you can work really hard on something and 10 people like it or 10,000 people can like it. You've got no say over what they like about it or, or how it happens. Yeah. Exactly. I, I suppose it's that case, isn't it? It's like if you believe, you know, it, if you've got to make sure you believe what you're doing, and yes. because if you if you yeah. don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it. So you've got to you've Absolutely. got to be, and and that's the way I kind of thought it was kind of like, well, I think this sounds good. You know, I think we can do something here. So yes. and, and that, that's 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 it. You can't sit there and be because it's been too long on the fence about these things. I suppose who cares? Music subjective. You know, people. There's you're never going to please everybody. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You just do, you know. Have you have you had any um have you had any any people sort of, you know, angry with you? Um do you, I, and you know yeah, what I did. mean, like oh, did, what did. are you doing? What are you doing to me? Yeah. You know, what, yeah, what the yeah, we did this? we did at the start. Oh yeah. That 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 was funny because I mean that's how the whole gunning for gatekeeper song came about. Because it was I remember doing the first I put it up the first song the the test one I did and it just just for interest for really, just gauging it put it around youtube and posting a lot of facebook groups and there was yeah there was a lot of hate it was kind of like you know was, you're not mel you're not thrash you're you know why you what 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 the hell and, and you you ruin you're ruining it it doesn't need this rap and thrash just gotta go but you can't all that sort of stuff and all those sort of things and and it, it just kind of made me laugh so, well, you know if you don't like it fair enough i mean I have no problem with people who don't like it. You know, if, yeah. if you generally like don't like it, that, that's fair enough. And some people are, are really are cool about it, and they'll they'll comment stuff, and they'll say, "Well, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. Nice effort, but it's not my thing." Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. But it's the people absolutely, who just yeah. come on and sit there and just they haven't even listened. They all they are like listen to a few sits and they go, "No, it's it's it's, it's just it's just complete shit." And you think, well. Yeah, it does. It's it's um, like, it, well, it's like so it, there's a difference between something being complete shit and not liking something. I can mm. listen to something and go, do you know what? There is there's merits to that. It's slick. It's really well done. It, you know, the songs, but uh, I fucking hate it. Yeah, but I can see the worth in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, know, you, you appreciate you, that those people have had to learn things and have to be able to do it anyway. And, and if, 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 it's, it's look, if it's a high, look, Muse. Muse, fuck off. Every day of the week, fuck off. Never get up, stay in bed, fuck off, right? But you've got to admire it. You've got to admire, like every single person you ever oh, well. meet, if you say the word Muse, they go, oh, amazing life, man. It's like, great, they can play arenas, they got some balloons, wonderful. But I, you know, I... <laughs> I, I, I Do I actually like one of their songs, actually? Well, I mean, well, there you go, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. but you have to go, I respect that. And because I, mm. I use the same argument with people who don't like Ramstein, and I'm like, look, you can think it's absolute fucking worthless Nazi metal, right? You can hate it, you can hate the imagery and everything, but what you cannot, cannot fuck with is the fact that they'll announce a gig anywhere on the planet in a field, and it's sold out by the time they've fucking built the stage. You know, yeah, it, and singing in a language that that yeah, half. People can't even understand. Hello, talk about lack yeah. of compromise. Talk about exactly. have them come to you, you don't go to them. 
I mean, bloody mm. hell. Yeah, you know, yeah, I like Ramstein. You know, I, so I, I, I happen to like Ramstein. But again, yeah. they said, you know, nothing is just like you can't just throw something out. You know, you can't put something in the mm. bin because it's like, oh, it's shit because I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that aspect or it doesn't it doesn't fit with like, you know, my ideals or, you know, the pigeonholes that mm. I have. Um, everything's got some worth in it somewhere, you know, unless mm. it's baby metal, of course. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that that you got, you know. Well, obviously, because I've heard gunning for gatekeepers, so you know, I was kind of yeah. Old. I mean, I, we, I was prepared for it. I was, I, I knew I anything knew face to face when, when though. Started it. No, no, yeah. actually, what no. a surprise! Everyone, yeah, everyone, what a yeah. surprise! Everyone's always been cool, but it's just <laughs> it's, it's just, the keyboard it's just funny, though, because yeah. It's, well, that's that's the normal thing. It's usually people who 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 have who are not doing anything themselves. So they're just like, oh, they're, they're doing something. Oh, it's not why I'm just going to, you know, just, just comment and write a load of nasty stuff just for the sake of it. Um, yeah. But that's just how it is. That's how the internet is. So the thing is, you know, if you put your music out there, it's out there on a plate for people to dissect. And you, you've got to be prepared for that. That's how it is. Um, Absolutely. That's when anybody when I mean, anybody says you like, like, oh, yeah, there's no egos in our band. You know, oh, no, you know, no one's got an ego. Oh, no, no one's got any yet. Yeah. If you're in a band, you've got a fucking ego, yeah? You decided that you want to be on stage, looking down on everybody, being the centre of attention. That's an ego. We've all, you know, we've, we've all yeah. got egos. Yeah, exactly. You've got, you've got to have a bit of an ego. You've got to have a bit, yeah. a bit to do it because, I, you know, but it's just how you use it. You get people who can go nuts with it and, 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 and it's just, and it, can, and it can upset some people, but you, you kind of just got to use it and try and, mold it to get the best out of yourself and it, but that's, if I get... that's it. you're exactly right it was your ego if you like that was that was pushing you going remember that remember that hype man stuff you were doing what was that about why why aren't we doing more of that you know why 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 are we just letting that lie around and not be used surely you know that's 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 you know that's ego yeah yeah but i think as, as i say i mean i, I think I, we, I was prepared for it. I knew there was going to be, because you, you just know, I mean, especially metal fans and thrash fans in particular, they're very particular about, you know, what they like and this and that. And and it's because it's been the same thing for so long, you know, you upset the apple cart just with a, a, a chain, a, a weird change of vocal thing, you know, to some people, it's, oh, you know, it is, this is blasphemy. But <laughs> yeah, I think more people now seem to be, a little bit get a bit much more open-mindedness in coming in where I think where they're kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I can listen to this. It's, it's all yes. right. And, and, yeah. and, and it's not the devil. It's, you know, this is not a bad thing. And I've still got plenty of other new bands coming through monthly who are playing the 80s stuff that I like yeah. as well. So you, you've got the best of everything out there. So. Well, absolutely. But, and no, you know, no, no one band, no um, uh, iteration of originality it, it has ever taken a scene down. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's created some horrible ones. Thank you, Fred Durst. But, um, you know, it's it's there's been some and don't get me wrong. Big Limbiscuit fan as well. It's just that, unfortunately, you know, you have one band pop up and then everybody else who follows them shit. Um yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there's no there's no one band who's gonna like 
take anything down it's like look no. don't worry about it if you don't like him you don't like him but like you know, oh this is what's wrong with blur blur you know insert music scene here you know it's just yeah. like no don't worry about it it's well it okay. it's that whole thing isn't it of um oh but will people moan about bang oh they keep putting out the same thing they keep putting out the same thing then they put something different oh no why why don't why have you put out something different why couldn't you just do what you were doing and so no one can ever win in a way. It's oh, like this, damned, this if weird circle. damned if damned you do, if damned you if you don't. Yeah. What I'm interested to see, uh, it, it, do you think since you since you started doing the, you know more rapping and mm. uh, and pursuing Tempershot, has it changed your listening habits at all to what you you know to what you listen to? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Actually, it has. I, I have. I think it's it's kind of weird because I. I mean, obviously, I've always appreciated rap music, but I was never a big fan of it. And I must admit, since doing that, I've started to look at a few more, um, going back a few more different rappers through the years and, and this and that, just seeing how how their wordplay is and what, you know, just, just getting a bit more appreciation for that. Because obviously being a big metal fan, always been a big metal fan, I was very, especially as, as a young age, I was quite biased. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I was a bit of a gatekeeper. Maybe I think I might dude, be. Like, dude, you know. without a doubt, I was for sure. Like you know, you know oh, how, how much is your demo? Three quid, fifty-two p, fifty p, too much. You fucking sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you know what I mean. Just that sort of aspect of like, you know, you look at other genres of music sometimes. Like that. Yeah. It's not Mel. It's not Mel. You know, you should be listening to this. And, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I've been for that. So I, I missed a lot of, obviously now I appreciate so much music. I can listen to, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I can appreciate, I might not like it, but I, I start appreciating and listening and, and picking up on a few more different things. And uh, obviously doing this now, yeah, I have been looking back. I've, obviously people, you're obvious people like Eminem looking at some of his back catalogue and, and really delving into that a bit and thinking, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, he's, He's a talented chap, that man. <laughs> He's oh, very mate. good with his wordplay. If you, I tell you what, if you if you ever want to see how good he is, then you, all you need to do is go on YouTube and look up um, Eminem album release days. So like the day so and so album or the day so and so single dropped, mm. and watch all of the black rappers hanging on every word Eminem says, watching the video, doing reaction videos, stopping it and going, right, okay, so what he's done here is da 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 yeah. and, and And seeing them just jumping up and down going, oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, they go back and they'll unpick the words. And, it, and we're talking, like, incredible rhyming couplets. But not only do they rhyme, but they have they have a reason within them and they mm. work backwards and, and the double forwards. meanings and yeah, stuff. And, and you, you, you listen meaning, to triple meaning. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. ridiculous. See, I love I love that stuff because I, I, I look through and I sit there and it, it blows your mind. You think, how the hell did he come up with that? I like, yeah. like and you just you, you, you're listening and I can see why people like that sort of thing because I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows people are going to look for this stuff, doesn't he? I mean, he, he puts in all this stuff in and, and there's there's some certain bits there it's always a good feeling when you catch something you think oh yeah actually i get that reference i get this i get that and, and then yeah. so yeah I, I have been looking at that and i appreciate you know all that i mean i sat there and thought about trying to put some of that stuff in armies but i sat there and thought well are the, are the metal community the type of people who are really going to be looking for that stuff i you know there could be stuff which is something i thought of and i thought 
how deep can I go really lyrically that people yeah. are actually going to know uh, people are going to notice right right well dude dude um personally I would say how deep can you go find out <laughs> yeah, just you, just just keep digging you know uh, uh, and uh, you'll either hit a rock or you'll come out the other side you know just always always and and again again I'm like I started out writing lyrics then I went to comedy and and still doing that and back writing lyrics again mm. and it, it, it it's just it's that inner monologue of I'm doing this I'm I'm doing this and people can either get on board or not but this is happening mm. so and, 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 you know and no matter what you do no matter what you do there will be people who connect to it. And also there'll be people who connect to your lyrics that go a bit deeper, that might be slightly more abstract or whatever. And they'll come up to you and they'll tell you all about the lyrics, how much it meant to them. And you, and you, and you can go, wow, right. Okay, cool. I mean, they're completely wrong. Yeah. Because they think it's about have... something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People have, I think that I think I did kind of try to approach at least a, a, a few of the songs. Definitely, um, I kind of had like a set idea, but now I thought I've, I'm not going to mention it. I'm going to try and keep it open a little bit. I think that's yeah. the, particularly yeah. like the I think the first song on the album. It you kind of it it look it looks and sounds like it's about a certain thing, but it's actually potentially writ well wrote in the way of the three three things it could be it could be you know mental health it could be it and that's kind of how i try to approach a view of the songs because you it's nice for people to be able to put their own spin on things and have their own you know absolutely and also um there's much the the there's much more um room in writing about themes and you know topics and thick rather than specifics you know what i mean mm. that's why that's why i think you know writing about politics is very limiting because you, you you're writing if you're writing about politics in general yeah you, you've you've got to get to a point where you're, you've got something to say that hasn't been said a million times before you know all politicians are corrupt Ooh, what amazing insight yeah. you know but if you if you you know you're looking at a grander theme like, for instance, you know, morally or mental health, particular things. There's a song, you know, you can write a song. I wrote a song once about being hungover and it's that simple, but no one realizes it. And everybody thinks it's it's, it's about something different. Um, that's great. That's that's what the you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was high. It, it was definitely. I think that's where I struggled. Like, if you could see the album in the order of how the songs were written, you'd see the change and improvement. If yeah. that makes sense. If yeah, I yeah, was no, to lay absolutely. Out yeah, the album. Yeah, in, there's, there's basically I, there's a track listing that you could do for the album that would be like, right, this is this is how this is me starting, and this is like yeah. me at my best. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the the biggest thing that I actually, I actually think we might, might have talked to you. You might have mentioned this to me as well. And it was when I, obviously, when I first started, because I've got that worry 
not well, not so much a worry about because I've got a you know a conscious thought in my head of how metal people are going to take to this. I'm going, I'm coming into the project thinking I've got to sing about the typical metal stuff. I've got to talk about you know, like I mean, a few of the songs on there are very, are very metal topics, the sort of thing that you would expect. You know, there's you know, witchcraft and hunting witches and all that. But yeah. it was only as I was going along, it was starting to, you know, I think I think I remember talking to you about it. We had a conversation. It was like, you, you know, I've got to do be a bit more of yourself. Put yourself out there and start yes. talking about different things. Yeah. Just you don't. I don't need to be singing about executions and this and that just because to try and be metal to fit in. I don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and but the thing is as well is that I, I, it's the same. It's the same in 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 music as it is in comedy, which is there's there's way more um, there's way more uh topics way more material to be uh, garnered by looking inwards than there is by looking outwards because outwards just gets like oh that's wrong that's shit don't like that oh i like that i'm up for and and it only goes on for so long before you go mm, this is all surface do you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like I always say about movies. It's like you're gonna have three characters going on the most amazing journey ever. If you don't care about those three characters, journey's fucking yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter, no. No. You put it. You know, and yeah. and I, yeah, there's 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 way more because the minute you start writing about internals and the way you feel or or, or think about things, the minute you do that. Other people listen and go, totally agree, or totally disagree. But I know people like that who would agree with him. Do you know what? I, that's how you get into people's heads. Is that? Yeah, you become you more to, relatable. People can relate, relate a bit more to. Absolutely, so. absolutely. You have to. Whereas you have you can't to go relate. deep first. You have to go deep first. They'll come with you, but you've got to, you got to, you know, you've got to go that for that place first. Mm. Yeah, no, that 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 was kind of my became my sort of view of thinking. Interesting laugh. Um, I think the I think the most bizarre I think the most bizarre one there. There's a track on there. There's a track on there called Horror Shot. And I I was reading. Um, so I'm, I'm quite not as much now, but I was. I'm quite a big of um, big fan of Mike Patton's early stuff. Not I'm not, I'm not saying now when he, he's doing all these screams and noises that kind of annoys me. But when he was when he was really, you know, well, it, well, it does, you know doesn't I mean, it? Because it, when you love the guy's voice and yeah. you just hear him doing pig squeals, yeah, it's 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 like, look, it, I can do that. Can you please do the stuff that you yeah. can do that the rest of us can't, please? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you yeah. see him live and I'll be yeah. an expected certain song, we expect him to sing it a bit more like it was, rather than doing so many noises and over the top random stuff. But that's yeah. kind of what he does now a lot. But Absolutely, but obviously, yeah. and. There was an interview I was reading and he was saying, I can't remember what song it was, it might have been Caffeine. And he was recording, he was going to a coffee shop or something and he was, a lot of the lyrics were things he was overheard and he just was jotting them down and putting them in the song. Yeah. I thought, that really even work, can you do that? And so I actually tried that out. And on my train journeys, here and there, I was kind of nice. like, I was like yeah. occasionally listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never picked up, never picked up anything. And then one time yeah. I was come back from Ramsgate, there's a couple few seats behind me, and um, they're kind of having a little panicked argument. Her her mother's coming round to visit for the first time, right? 
Yeah. So she's panicking. Oh, we've got to get in this. We've got to buy this for her. We've got we're really going on panicking. And the guy, the husband turns around and goes, well, we're have to roll out the blue carpet because we can't afford to buy a red one. Not yet, anyway. And I jotted that down because I just thought that was so random. And, I put, and that was yeah. in song. And that was the first line. And that was, I think it's on the end verse, but it yeah. just it just made no sense. But it's in there. And it's just kind of, and, and the whole song was kind of eventually sort of built around that and a few other little odd quotes that I picked up. There was some women are, um, bickering once about um, with the COVID thing and um, going to work, getting sick, but she was saying, well, we have to do it for shoe fits, you know, you have to, and all those little bits I was just putting in a couple of yeah. verses and you kind of, and the song kind of molded around that. It was kind of a weird sort of bits of everything about work, moaning about going to work and, and the struggles of that and then the corruption in the things and all so that, that became a weird song but it was one of the most enjoyable ones just through those reasons so yeah but that that, that, that again you've just highlighted the the similarities I, I don't know why this keeps coming up well i do because i keep dragging it up but it's the similarities of, of comedy and music because a lot of comedy you you pick up where you hear a bit of a conversation and then and it goes round in your head and you come up with, so you hear what you think is a, a setup and you come up with a punchline in your head or you hear a punchline, you come up with a setup in your head and, and it's like, yeah, you know, you find jokes, you don't write them and you find songs, you find lyrics. They're all lying around. They're all out there. You just got to find them. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you could go sit, I mean, there's, you could go sit in a, a restaurant and you, you're bound to hit, there's bound to be someone sitting around having an aisle doing this that you, that you personally find funny. You think, oh, that, that's actually quite jokey. There. I could, I yeah. could use that in something. And yeah, it's oh, all over. I, well, you stop and listen to people, what's going on around you. You hear some crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm always writing stuff down when I'm watching movies because there'll be, you know, these are the occasional line of genius will come in there where you're just like, wow you know because these are script writers they write for a living so there's there you know there's there's gold lying everywhere occasionally one will just jump out and you go fucking hell um and actually i don't know if i've told this on the podcast before and i'll tell it very quickly true story we put out the man who became himself which was our second single and um the reason it's called the man who became himself is that in a movie called the lobster um, when people arrive at this hotel, they have to write poems. And um, this bloke wrote a poem, and they and they get his poem, and they um, and they said, "Oh, we, we read your poem. Um, uh, noticed it didn't have a title, so we've decided to call it the man who became himself." And he's like, "All oh, right." And I thought, "That's fucking brilliant. That's awesome. I just that 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 is a line. I wrote it down. Yeah, that's a good that's a good title. I wrote it down. I was like, yeah, and, great, wonderful, and... brilliant. Okay. Um, he." And Paul at the time in the band searched Google, searched um, uh, scripts, um, movie dialogue, and the phrase "the man who became himself" does not exist in any movies. If you search the term, the only thing you can come up with is a single by Acid Rain. So. Either wow. that's a great line, that, though, isn't it? Either no, that scene is, but either that scene is buried somewhere, or it's on some extras somewhere, or I've had a fucking dream. You know, you you never know where this shit's gonna fall. You know, where, where, as long as you've got your eyes open, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you, you just hear there's certain things that I said. Uh, I said on those journeys. I don't know why, but there's certain lines that that they said, and I just, 
that's just really random. I'm just gonna I'd write that on my phone, yeah. my little note page, which I do. And it and it just went into the song and you just and then everything else is like, how can I work stuff around that? And then you just that that was yeah. that was one of the most most fun songs to write, lyric wise. And the thing yeah. is, as well, is sometimes, sometimes it, it it works if you mishear stuff as well. Because you could mishear yeah. stuff and think, oh, no, they didn't say that. But but hang on. Hang on. What's that? Oh, I might have invented a word. I might, I might have invented a word here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It can take you off in any direction. Mm. But that's, I, I mean, I, it, it's it, obviously the fact that you're kind of like you know you're listening to other rappers and stuff like that and you you know you're you're kind of you're still you're still well we're all still working on our craft but i would imagine mm. you know a good sort of two or three years in now and how, how are you feeling about your actual you know performance and your craft are you are you feeling more confident um you know is, um, are you growing into it yeah definitely more now because obviously i think I've already already learned just from doing this album, like what I'm more comfortable doing and what, you know, where I, I sort of that little sweet spot. But I'm also, I'm also, you start seeing, you start seeing the other aspects where you just think, well, I want to try doing a bit more of this and a bit more of that. I mean, I'd like to not necessarily sing, but I'd like to have a, get a bit more melody Mm-hmm. in some places in how mm-hmm. i deliver lines and um again with wordplay it would be nice to try and um just get a few more double meaning things in there little things little things that people can find so there's a bit more depth on a few more listens you begin oh you know you can you can pick out certain things as well yeah so yeah. but in terms of confidence yeah i think my the only thing is more me learning now is, is well which you learn from rehearsal it, it's just gauging that that whole aspect of of controlling the energy because obviously you don't actually want to jump around yeah yeah you can't do that when you're trying to barrel out loads of because it's just so out of breath yes and and it's it's just trying to get those i mean i noticed that when we play you know when we play with you guys and it hit me at first because as soon as we started even though i i kind of i've allowed for this but they were playing the songs a lot faster than what we were at rehearsal. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm straight away into a panic of, oh, I'm going to have to really go now. But I want to be showing energy as well and do stuff. And so yeah, yeah. it was a bit of a battle. And and I did I, that 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 first show there was a good, a good it was good because it, it, it I came off there thinking okay I know where I've, I know where I've gone wrong there and I know where I know what you know what I must change the future and of course you, you know you're so through rehearsals you you practice that out i'm getting used to knowing when i need to stay so when i need to take breaths here i need to take breaths here yeah but yeah. of course and the also, lyrics and... have been designed for that as well yeah with, with, with james the other singer there's always a there's always a um a line at the end when you're writing the fast parts you always make sure there's a line at the end that kind of is like your your setup where i know He'll back where he backs on the album. He'll back and sing and live. He can back that. And that just gives me my breath. Yeah, yeah, so oh, got absolutely, mate. Part, yeah. You come in, you do that bit, and then off again. Because otherwise, yeah. you just, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And 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 I do exactly the same. I always cheat using backing vocals. Like it's like okay, should be vocal there. You guys do do it as a backing vocal. It's only a jeer, but that gives me a breath. Yeah, um, yeah you need that it. gives me an opportunity to you know to just 
regas and go again. Um, but yeah, and no, I, 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 I absolutely, um, absolutely get it. And I, I honestly really, um, really admire what you're doing. Really admire what you're doing. No, it's been, it's been a, it's been a lot, really, yeah. it's been a really cool journey so far. Um, yes. Just to, to tell everybody about the album, what it's called, um, you know, when it's going right. to be available, what label, etc. Yeah. So, Temperature Certified Dangerous is the name of the album, and it will be available January the twenty seventh through Devil's Claws Records. And we should that'll be should I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be digital launch with just the nine tracks. But if you get the CD, you get the extra bonus track. Only available on the CD. Cool. Well done on the album. Congratulations on the album. I'm sure we're going to play Thank gigs you. together again in the future, mate. Now let's have a proper conversation off air where we slag everybody off. Um, <laughs> but um, seriously, Luke, seriously, Luke, thank you very much for, for coming on. It's been um, it's been a pleasure and I've been um, meaning to have you on here yeah, for thanks, ages. Mate. And um, once again, thanks, mate. Excellent. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And there you have it. I um, always enjoy uh, chatting with Luke. We continue to talk for some time. And Luke is also a patron of mine. Hey? So if Luke's signing up at Patreon, maybe you should be too. Um, in all seriousness, just I'm a fan of Temper Shop. I really am. Um, love the concept and uh, just get hold of the album, support the band. You will see a, uh, a link in the description of the podcast to make sure that you can get straight to Bandcamp and order that. A band trying to do something different. There's not many of them around these days, certainly in the metal genre. So, yeah, check it out as you will be able to at the end of this podcast because i got a little song for you from the album. Anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. Please sign up at Patreon. Tell everybody, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All that usual stuff, please. And, you know, interact, social media, come at me on all the usual platforms. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to be in your ears. And here, from the album Certified Dangerous, is a song that some of you may well have heard before because it originally came out a while ago. Um, and this is the awesome album version. Get over, use that link, and get the CD. This is from the album Certified Dangerous, Temper Shot, and Afterburner.
fucking clean.